Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today. If it's your first time tuning into my show, uh, a little quick background info about me, and then we will go from there. Uh, I am an uh, Oracle reader and navigational consultant. Uh, I have been working with uh, tarot and uh, numerology, astrology, runestones, animal cards, all kinds of things for many, many years. And I do private uh, counseling sessions with those tools with people uh, here in my home office in Phoenix as well as by phone. Uh, any info on that you can get on my website uh, as well. You can find that on the blog talk list. I'm also an author and uh, just finished publishing my second book, uh, Snake Oil Volume 1, and uh, that will be available on Amazon within the next uh, week or two, or you can contact me to get hold of that if you're interested in getting a copy that way. Anyway, so this is the, uh, our, first of the, our first show of the month, so I'm going to do a live read of my current monthly column. If you're not already getting uh, my my monthly snake oil column, you can email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com or VenturaWords at Mac.com, and I will add you to my mailing list. The column is free. Uh, another suggestion that I have for people, I do a lot of postings on Facebook also. So if you look up Jim Ventura on Facebook and friend request me, you can get added to my Facebook list and get the updates and things there as well. So uh, I'm going to open the phone lines in a little bit uh, after I do my column read. So if you're, uh, if you're waiting to, uh, to call in, um, it's going to be about 10 or 15 minutes before I can take my first call. Uh, that's the format of our uh, first of the month show. So anyway, so be patient, and I will get to any phone calls that we have in just a little bit. Okay, so uh, this is this month's column. It is a new piece. Uh, and I'm going to read this to you, and then we'll talk a little bit about it, and uh, I'll open up the uh, phone lines for any comments or questions uh, that anybody might have. So, again, welcome, everybody, and this is my February 2012 snake oil column, and it is called Striving for Diamond. I've always wanted to be wealthy, and I guess in this respect I'm like most people. It's not exactly a unique dream or goal. The ability to live comfortably without being concerned about the need to make money to survive is somewhat of a universal ideal. I'm aware enough to recognize that it was probably a good thing that I was not given easy wealth at a young age. My desire to play is strong. If wealth had come too easily to me, I might have been more inclined to squander it and been less focused on doing the work that I was meant to do. I'm sure I would never become a totally lazy, unproductive rich boy or Kardashian, Paris Hilton type of person by any means either. But access to easy money may have made me less focused on needing to be productive. Now that I've become older and wiser, I've developed the discipline and enlightenment to experience the benefits of wealth in a more enlightened way. Other shifts in my perspectives around money have evolved over the years. The fantasies that I have about what I'll do when I'm wealthy have become far more humanitarian. While living comfortably, traveling, having nice things are still appealing, I would still seek to enjoy some of the finer things that life has to offer. My major hope in acquisition of wealth is what I'll be able to do with the money. 
opportunities to open and support animal shelters, help children, educate people about spirituality, and being able to give to charities that do good work get me really excited. To be able to offer sessions, guidance, and seminars to a few more people who normally couldn't afford the cost of my services is also tremendously motivating. My interest in helping others is more appealing motivation for acquiring wealth. Even when I was younger, I had some elements of this perspective already in me. There were a few times when I actually got to be generous, and it was something I thoroughly enjoyed being able to do. Being praised for being the big shot giver is definitely egocentric. But it still comes from a place of kindness. Hints of arrogance or not, the world would be a better place if more people were motivated to be more generous. Last month, I took my usual birthday Vegas trip. I invited a number of friends to come with me. In the casino system I play in, I had to scramble for the end of the year deadline to make my needed points to stay a diamond player. The benefits that I received for being diamond are really pretty amazing. It was so close to getting them that it made more sense to play a little extra toward the end of the year to make sure I made it, rather than drop down to a lower tier score in the rating system. So, I asked the friends I invited on the trip to help me with this endeavor, and they seemed comfortable with the idea. I got duplicate player cards to play on my card during our trip to help me achieve my goal. They wouldn't lose any money by doing this, just some of their comp points, and it would have been a tremendous help to me. A few of my friends really came through for me, and I was genuinely touched by the willing sacrifice. At the same time, a few either refused or didn't put any real energy into helping at all. I'd actually helped out these friends on a few occasions in the past. I rarely ever ask any of my friends for anything, so it was odd for my request to be ignored. The worst part was one of the people who came with me and that I was most generous with, I was able to set him up with a free room for the entire trip that would have cost him almost $300 out of pocket, was the least helpful of all of them. Even if someone had offered to buy me a birthday drink or breakfast on my actual birthday, I would have been quite satiated. Themes about how I was being nurtured and not nurtured by friends and family were on my mind all month. Some part of me knew I'd created these extremes to learn something. My Vegas trip highlighted this nurtured, not nurtured theme in a clearly dramatic way. When I returned, I still needed 600 more points to make my diamond status again for the coming year. I was forced to take another trip there in December to achieve this goal, as I typically earn 500 to 800 points in any one Vegas trip. I use the word force with humor, because in truth I could have just accepted losing my diamond status. The loss would not have been ideal, but also not the end of the world. This end-of-the-year trip by myself was not as fun as my usual trips. Needing to focus on gambling enough to make the needed points took a bit of the fun out of playing. The last full day of my trip was pretty amazing, though. A less-than-ideal trip rapidly turned around. Afterwards, it was clear why I needed to come back one more time that year. I met two young guys in the late 20s. They were in the same line I was waiting on to participate in a free daily slot tournament. Both were waiters, bartenders, who were struggling to find work in Las Vegas. The current difficult economy made the job market far more competitive, and they were not having an easy time finding work. Because I have access to the Diamond Lounges from 4 to 9 p.m. each day in the Caesars Palace system, I figured I would offer them an opportunity to join me later in the evening as my guests in the lounge. It didn't cost me much to, do this, to offer this, 
but they repeatedly reminded me how amazed they were that it actually offered. The Diamond Lounge gives me free unlimited top-shelf liquor, high-end wine, cognacs, hot food, appetizers, gourmet teas, coffee, and desserts for free. I can bring one non-diamond player with me each time I go. I told the boys to meet me at 5.30 at the Paris Casino's Diamond Lounge entrance. They showed up early and kept telling me how surprised they were that I actually showed up to get them in. Because I can only bring in one person to the Diamond Lounge at a time, I hung out with one of the guys while the other one waited outside for about half an hour. Then I left him to enjoy the benefits by himself and took the other guy to the Planet Hollywood Diamond Lounge, also in the Caesars Palace system. Both of them ate and drank like kings and uncomfortably confided in me that they were embarrassed because they didn't have money to tip the waiters. So I threw each waiter a few extra bucks to cover that as well. They were both nice guys who were down on their luck. It was really fun to see them so happy after being treated so well. Even more than the obvious benefits of the food and drinks they enjoyed was that they both simply needed someone to be kind to them. The best thing I could give them was my willingness to talk to them. I gave them common sense and spiritual advice and helped steer them to a more empowered life course. In some respects, they just needed a kind and wise big brother, and I filled that position. I was reminded how naturally and easily the skills I have as a counselor come to me. My impact on young people can be profound, and this experience reignited my desire to guide more people with my work. I was on vacation, but I worked for a little bit of my trip, and it felt really good. During the trip, I realized that it didn't matter if a few of my friends appeared to be stingy on my last trip. It isn't up to me to decide how anyone should express generosity. They were not very magnanimous with me, but I suspect they are very giving in other areas in their lives. I had expectancy about what I thought they should have done and was getting caught up in judgment. Two things that are not enlightened perspectives to operate from. I probably wouldn't invite them to hang with me in Vegas again, but they were still friends and good people. Playing the role of kind, rich, big brother was fun. It was a simple thing that cost me very little to do. Yet I knew I'd done something monumental. I didn't have to wait until I was really wealthy to do some good work in this world and to be generous. I already had an abundance of insight to share. There are always opportunities to be generous and to be able to give. I just needed to be more open to them. We all have unique talents and abilities to share. We don't have to wait until we are financially wealthy to be generous. Being kind is actually very easy. Simple acts of big-heartedness and thoughtfulness really do change the world. We don't need to give because it's the morally right thing to do. We get to give because we can. Right after I finished feeding and enlightening the, the boys, I went back to gambling, having fun on my last night in Vegas. I immediately won $100 on video poker. I was able to acquire the needed points to stay a diamond player again. I didn't win money on my trip, but I came back wealthier in a far better way. I'm already doing some of the things I planned on doing when I became a rich man, and it feels really, really good. Okay, so that is my uh, that was my column. It was a long one. I would I would have to say this time uh, anyway. Uh, but uh, I think I was making a couple of really really valid points. And uh, I want to talk about that a little bit uh, during the rest of the show. We've still got about a half hour to go. Um, I'm going to take uh, a caller because I see someone has been patiently waiting about 15 minutes. So I'm going to take this call and uh, and see what we have to say here. And then I'll go back to talking about this uh, particular theme and issue. Uh, 
in just a little bit. All right, let me see if I can get my caller on, on air here. 225, you're on uh, Snake Oil Radio. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. What's your name? Sharon. Uh, say, I'm sorry, say it again. Sharon. Sharon. Okay, Karen. Okay. All right, Karen, did you have a comment, a question? Tell me what your call is about today. Um, About, I, I don't know. It's a new show. I don't know what questions we can ask. It's right. my first time today. Okay. Well, you know, if you don't have a, um, a specific um, question to ask, um, I can just kind of pull a random oracle for you, and we'll see what um, that well, says. I do have a specific question. Um there is a gentleman that um I'm I'm building a business. Right. And um it seems like everybody's dragging their leg. Or I don't know what's going on. Um the, the people connected with the business are dragging their legs? No, it's like um there's someone that has a tower that I need to do some dispatching off. All of a sudden, they're busy. Um, I'm working with the economic department. All of a sudden, they're busy. Um, the meeting is Tuesday. Right. Do you know? Oh. Can you see what's going on? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me let me pull. I'll do a quick little mini pull for you. Hold on just a minute. I'm gonna pull up a rune and a, and a tarot card for you. Just give me a second. I'll be right back. Let me let me um, uh, preface uh, answering this question for you, and I'll tell you what I did here. Um, and I appreciate you calling and asking a question. Um, you know, sometimes I know it's brave for some people to call in and ask personal questions on air, but they're uh, always fun to do. So, um, one thing that I, I've, I've actually been been writing about this a little bit about a week or so ago, uh, astrologically, Mars um, went retrograde. So, what that means is, are you still there? Yes, someone was calling. Okay, I, just I, some, I hear some sounds in the background. I just want to make sure you're still there. So Mars went retrograde. And Mars rules our male energy, the way we get things done, our sense of assertiveness, aggressiveness. So when it goes backwards, uh, which it is in Virgo until early April, it's going to create kind of um, some issues with, with people with their fire energy. And what that basically means is people are going to get um, a lot more pissed off more easily or you'll find the opposite, where people are lethargic and almost like not taking action. You'll kind of see a bit of both going on for people during this particular retrograde. So I always say, you know, Mars retrogrades don't happen too often. They're maybe every two years or so, but they go for a couple of months. So it can really mess up the flow. And it's in Virgo on top of it, which, of course, has to do with work and practicality and the details of life. So let me throw that in first, and then I'll tell you what kind of comes up specifically for you. So I pulled a um, I pulled a, a, a tarot card, and then I pulled a runestone, and I'll tell you what both of those are saying. The tarot card is the moon card, so it means that there's kind of weird or odd or confusing messages or signals coming in right now. I think that that's probably a little bit speaking the obvious. 
at right. this point in the game. So um, they're showing some um, they're showing some some blockades. But uh, what I am getting also is that I'm hearing that like within um, you said you've got to actually meet. Did you say next Tuesday? Yeah, the six. Yeah. Because I'm actually hearing that there will be forward movement at that point. I'm not hearing that the the project is blocked. Um, I pulled a, another card on the on the outcome where things are heading, and it comes up the Eight of Wands, which is the um, like it's the green light card. It means to go forward. That you'll actually get some forward movement that will happen. So I feel like the blocks are temporary, and that, that's the good news. It's actually going to be forward movement. This I do think you're supposed to continue to persevere. Because the rune that I pulled is the warrior rune, and it usually means that um, you need to kind of, it's like the warrior rune represents the sword of, of discrimination, the ability way to cut away what's working and what's not working, but it also has a lot to do with uh, perseverance and patience and the ability to keep going. In fact, this symbol in, in like the Viking tradition was the glyph that warriors painted on the shields before battle. And it kind of meant that it would strengthen your resolve to keep going and to keep working toward a goal. So the good news that I'm getting is all this, um, um, I'll use my New York vernacular, all this crap that you're dealing with will uh, actually begin to kind of move forward. Yeah, it's probably got you very frustrated. It does. Yeah. It doesn't take um, a rocket scientist. I mean... I could see if I was going into something that I had no knowledge of. Right. Absolutely. Or if I didn't know yeah. what, I mean, I did the business plan, I did the PowerPoint, right. no. I did. I, I think, I, I actually will say this real, real sincerely, I actually think you're you're equipped to do this and you're going in the right direction. But I think the obstacles that you're running across, again, I'm hearing um, will be temporary because this is a very good sign that the, uh, the Eight of Wands comes up because, again, it, it means that there actually will finally be some movement, and I feel like it's fairly soon. Um, I just find, you know, I have a, another client of mine that she, is, uh, she started a business project a couple of months ago um, to uh, open a, a, a bunch of, a, uh, to build a bunch of apartment complexes in Colorado. And right. she, even though she's got investors and she has a good foundation and a lot of smarts, the amount of stuff that she's been dealing with with banks and with uh, with builders and problems with people have got her uh, pulling her hair out. I mean, like she's starting to, she, you know, there was a part of her that almost was sort of thinking, like, do I even want to continue? I put all this time and energy and money into it. But again, same thing, she got caught up in a lot of this kind of retrograde motion. But uh, So I feel like you're probably dealing with a similar frustration. But again, the, the signal that I'm getting is you're you're meant to kind of continue and to persevere here. And keep pushing. Yeah, I will, because I was like, that was them calling me, and I just hung the phone up. Because I'm like, isn't that funny? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> nice, uh, you know, we've had the same conversation 99 times. I'm not right. willing to go through it a thousand times with you. Right. I did Absolutely. the for you. I laid everything out for you. What else can I do? Right. Yeah, and I think you just need to be firm in, in, in that conviction. A lot of times when we, we get really, really frustrated, it almost makes us not want to bother anymore. But I'm I'm hearing that you've done enough work where this could potentially be successful, so it's a matter of being a little bit like the battering ram 
and uh, and keep and keep going in that sense. But there is an element of of uh, you know of, of needed patience around it as well too, uh, even though you're frustrated. You know, sometimes the reward of patience is is patience. But it really the, the message, it, yeah, you know what I mean. The message in all of this is perseverance. I keep hearing so to to keep going. I, I don't I don't think you're meant to back away from this. I, you may have to recapitulate, rechannel some of the energy, but I feel like there's inevitable success around this. So so keep pushing. Oh well, let me call them and see what they say. Okay, thank you for calling thank in. You. Good luck with it. Let me know how it okay. goes. Alright, bye bye. And very appropriate timing that she gets called by, by the company at the, at the exact same time. So hopefully that's good news uh, accordingly. But that's usually what the uh, what the, the the perseverance rune is all about. It, again, it has a lot to do with that that need for us to kind of keep going, even though there are times when it could be very very frustrating. In fact, one of the lines that um, Ralph Blum, the the uh, the one who interpreted the new rune set has uh has said was that um all, always the battle of the spiritual warrior is with the self funding a will to action yet um uh yet unattached to to outcomes um and, and it's great advice because sometimes that's really what we in essence need to do so um again thank you so much for that call i'm hoping that goes well for you signs are looking good even though it may be a little frustrating still for a little bit longer but i do feel like there's going to be some movement for her on that okay so very appreciated phone call uh let me throw the uh the call in number again up um i see people jumping in and out of the chat room um the call in number here is 21 no no that's not that's the wrong call in number the call in number is 646-200-3966 you probably need to dial a 1 before that um and then it's 646-200 Three nine six six. Okay, so I think I'm going to take another caller, and then um, we'll go back to talking about our subject here. Okay, four eight four. Uh, you are on Snake Oil Radio. How are you today? Oh hi, I'm doing fine. Thank you for taking my call. I called in before. Right, you sound familiar. What's your name again? Uh, my name is Tonetta. Tonetta. Yes. With a T. Okay. All right. Yes. Yep. And I'm calling from uh, Philadelphia, PA. All right. Welcome. Um. Yes. Thank you. Um. My question is regarding relationship. Um. I'm having a little bit of a problem with a man, um, mm-hmm. Jason, and I would like to know what do you see for the future for me and him? Because there was a little situation, and I haven't heard from him in about a good solid week. How um yeah how long have you been involved with him? Um I've known him for 10 11 years. Right. Yeah, cuz it it it's that definitely it's not it's not something new. Um no, by any means. No, and we reconnected and I thought things were really good. He actually um did move in here like you had predicted. Right. Uh, he did move in here on his own. He showed up unexpectedly with a bag of clothes. But unfortunately, Within three days of moving in, while I was at work, there was no problem, no fight. I came home from work, he was gone. Right. And I have not seen or heard him since. And, and it's, here's been a, what it's been a week, so I don't wow, know yeah, what this happened. Is, all right, this has got to really be stressing you out. Um, 
a lot because I'm, you know what, and I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you did this follow-up call around it because I, I pulled a rune on what your action was. Now I'm going to go into a little bit of detail about this, and I pulled a couple of cards on the energy around the situation. Okay. I got to tell you, I'm immediately getting one. The first thing I'm hearing is you didn't do anything wrong, so get rid of that. Right. Right. Okay, get rid of that. If that even pops in your head, don't even waste your energy on it at any level. Right. I don't feel that. There's nothing that you did specifically wrong. So um, that is not what this is about. Um, mm-hmm. What I'm hearing is there seems to be something going on around him. Like, I don't know whether it feels like kind of financial to me, and there are some problems um, yes. that I'm seeing. And I, I, he's got a lot of fear around this. Um and it feels almost like he um i don't know i just i keep i can't get a clear signal on it but i keep hearing that there's some kind of trouble that he is going through um and well, yeah, it's almost he's like having he's having a lot of problems with an ex that he has two children by and okay. i don't know if he ran back up there and i actually did contact her on facebook and i kind of was just like, hey, he was living here. I don't know if he told you that or not, but now he's gone. And then right. she messaged me back, and she was asking me, you know, a couple of different questions, and I answered them honestly. And then she said a lot of very negative things about him, and then she right. blocked me, which was fine because I don't want I don't want to hear negative things about anybody. Right, right. And – you know, and I and I have to say, the feeling that I'm getting is probably half of what she's saying is true. You right. know, typically a lot of it gets exaggerated. It is. It's never. You, you got to realize it's never going to be a clean feed right. coming from an ex, of course. Right. But there, yeah, there's definitely some financial stuff. I pulled some cards. Um, the seven of swords comes up, which means there's. This is causing you a lot of worry, a lot of concern. Obviously, yeah. the seven of swords can be a feeling of being. Um, taken advantage of or hoodwinked or confused. Um, The Five of Swords comes up next, which means there's some very difficult stuff going on. I don't feel like he he left you for her. I keep hearing like it's like almost like he's running away from problems or issues, period. So I feel like, you know, that's what I'm even seeing that he it's like he went to stay with with someone else and it's not like an, it's not like a I don't think it's a woman. You know it's not like he left you for another woman. I don't feel that. I feel like he's with a friend or he pulled away or he's kind of hiding because there's some fear that he has in that sense and he was uh, he was beginning to feel safe and then he runs away. So okay. what I'm kind of hearing is um I I feel like he he definitely does not want to um he's not wanting to hurt you or bring you into this mess. At this point, and that's part of the reason he's also retreated. Because okay, so you don't feel like he's living up there with this female and those two children? No, I, I, I don't, I don't feel like um, I'm not feeling like that's where he went. I feel like he's, in many respects, he's still running from that and that issue. Okay, is that what you're you- afraid of? Um, no, I'm not afraid of that. I'm just, I'm just, my issue is, okay, what happens now? Is he going to resurface, or is this the end of the road for me and him? Yeah, you know, he'll resurface, but um, the, 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 what I'm kind of getting, and I pulled a rune for you, it, it basically said that this is kind of like a dark period in the relationship, and it's almost better for you to kind of have the strength to retreat from it for now. Okay. 
Because okay. uh, I don't, I feel like you can't help it, you can't resolve it. I feel like he needs to take care of these issues in his life and address them, right. and that's what he's potentially going to do. And I feel like that's why it's being pulled away from you at this point in the game. And then mm-hmm. I do see him resurfacing, at least where I feel you'll hear from him, you'll know what's going on, and that, and I feel that that won't that won't be that'll probably be within the next week or two, and you'll get some information, you'll know what's going on, and then you'll you'll see why. It's maybe better for him to work this through, but I don't feel like he's gone permanently. But I, I feel like you almost have to act as if he is mm-hmm. for your own sanity. Now, do you see him point? showing up here again unexpectedly with a bag? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm actually feeling like you'll hear from him first. I don't think he's necessarily going to do that. Um, right, but I mean, I, after after I hear from him and he knows everything's okay, is he going yeah, to? Oh, I, I definitely think he. I definitely think he will. That's when you're going to have to debate whether that's really in, in your best interest at this point. He needs because to clean up Because what I don't want to happen is I don't want him to keep coming. Like when whenever Absolutely. there's trouble, let's run here. Like I'm his mommy, and then a bag, and then exactly. you don't know if he's coming and going. Exactly. Like that can be, that can become a vicious cycle. No, and and exhausting and not fulfilling. Well, yeah, because look what I'm going through now. <laughs> yeah, see what I mean? That's why I would I would think that, that's also partly why he went. It, you really you you're getting into sort of the role of caretaker, and and getting oh, yeah. into safe harbor. Oh yeah, and, and that's what I'm afraid. I'm afraid that you know in a week or two he's going to be back with the bag saying I made a mistake. I'm back again. But 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 you know what? But don't be afraid of that. Then really analyze the situation. And say, hey, okay, listen, um, I'm not going to throw you out the door now, but clearly, um, I, you're either I can't have you here if you're going to disappear. Right. And this is going to be the pattern. I mean, that's when you you can lay out the ground for what you'll accept. And I okay. think that that is going to come uh, that opportunity to do it. And I, I feel like this is a really tough situation, but I, I almost feel like it's so necessary for your growth because this is like. This almost represents a, a, a past pattern in its okay. most dramatic kind of a way for you to finally lay down the law and say, no, I'm not willing to accept um, this kind of crappy behavior. Right, right. Yeah, because he didn't even communicate with me. He didn't even leave me a yeah. note. It, it he, is. I mean, it's, I, it's, yeah. it's terribly lame. But it's not – it's because of – you know, it's really weird. I learned this many, many years ago myself. It's funny when you're kind and giving to someone who doesn't feel good about themselves or their life. They'll, right. they'll either sort of shit on you or, right. or they'll run away because they'll feel undeserving. And right. I feel like in this case it's the latter. He feels yeah. undeserving. So do you absolutely feel like he will be living here again? I feel like he'll resurface. Whether you decide to let him live there again is an utterly up to you. But well, when you try to, to get his foot in the door. Oh, yeah. You know that in the deep core of your being. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, but now is not the time. Consider it, uh, you know, the purposeful break. And, again, I, I would use it as an opportunity to say this is how I feel. I can't right. have a relationship with someone who could disappear and take off without explanation. Um, right. And then, but again, I'm hearing you're going to get the information at least fairly soon, so you'll at least know what's going on. Then you can make decisions accordingly. My feeling is honestly, and this is entirely up to you. I think you could invite him back in, and you could take it back. But I think he needs to pull his life together to make right. himself whole before he could be any type of partner for you. 
Right, and I absolutely agree, you know, and I yeah. think, I feel I think like I've yeah. known him forever and, absolutely. and you know. Let him, yeah, let, he needs he needs to clean up this debris, and I, I think at some point he will. It's just, it feels like it's really bad now, and that's partly why he, he kind of disappeared. Right, okay. right. All right. Okay, so yeah, okay. I'll have to keep you in yeah. touch and Absolutely. You know, Call back in uh, next time. I'm always interested in your, your experience. I can go on in more detail about it, but i got to grab another caller. Um, okay, thank so you. Thank you for that, and good luck with it. This this too shall pass. Okay, thank All right. you. All right, bye, sweetie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, all right. Now, let me see. I think this is my previous call. I'm going to take this call real quick, and then I'm going to... 225, is that you? Oh, yeah. Um, They just seem to have gotten it together all of a sudden. Oh, isn't that amazing? <laughs> I know. Uh, I love it. Good, good. Thank you for so that. I'm glad to hear it. I, I knew it. I just feel like, I, I mean, that, that the retrograde, you know, when, when it went, when it, Mars went backwards last week for me, I actually got physically sick. Like, I mean, like really, really sick. All these people I know just had all these delays and obstacles, nightmarish. But that's the thing about a retrograde is it's it's often very temporary. It's like people will act really weird or they get odd, but now I think you're going to get some real forward movement here. Thank you. And you're I'll, welcome. I'll, Good luck with I'll, that project. I'll, I, I think you're going to do well with it. I, my my I, the cards were really good around that. I think that you're really suited for this. I think you do know what you're doing. I really do, and I really yeah. did. I really worked hard. Yeah, it, really it feels did. like it, it, it's going to finally begin to kind of pay off. But but keep persevering. You know, um, I, I just feel like I got that real strongly. You're not to let the project go. You're to be strong about, you know, persevering and being patient and, and knowing when to kind of, you know, uh, occasionally tell people to ever so eloquently to jump in a lake, you know. <laughs> that's, 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 that's true. And I, I appreciate you saying let patience the part you said about patience? Yeah. Yeah, I really I, that really stuck with me. I need yeah, to be patient. Yeah, it, it does. We 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 get really really we we get really frustrated sometimes. And I believe I'm the same way. I'm from New York originally and I'm a fire sign and I'm Italian, believe me, patience was never exactly my strong suit. But um as I've gotten older, it really is 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 a powerful thing to to learn how to do because it does create that quiet confidence. And how do I get in touch with you outside of the show? Is What's there that? a number? Yeah, you can um if you go um if you you can one of the easiest ways to get me is through uh email um and that's venturasage at yahoo dot com. Um or you can just go to my website and all the contact information is on there. And the website is uh web dot mac dot com slash ventura words. And if you go um to the the page I have at, at, blog, at uh, blog Talk Radio, all that info is on there, too. Yeah, I didn't see it on the Blog Talk thing. Yeah, it, it, it should it, it it's yeah it should be on there. But go to go go right to my web, and that'll give you some information on different sessions that I do and prices and all that stuff. And then you can contact me if you want to do something in more depth, and we can talk some more. Yeah, thank you. Okay, awesome. Thank you for your call. Appreciate thank appreciate you. the backup information too. Excellent. Thank you. All right. A Have a great night. <laughs> okay. Excellent. See, I, I had a feeling she was gonna 
call back in and give us the uh, give us the added info. So that's good. Funny, even as we're talking about it, the phone call comes through with with some finally some forward movement. Yeah, because I've had the same thing going on. A lot of real, a lot of blockades. In fact, I had um, let me mention this real quick because we've still got a little bit more time here before we finish up the show. Um, I, I did um, a uh, I actually did a television show last week. Um, I made the decision to go back to doing TV. I already do radio, obviously, but I thought it was time for me to go back to do some TV. I have, did it back in the late 90s. I had my own uh, public access talk show for about two years, actually, called Body, Mind, and Spirit of Arizona. So it's been a while since I've done TV, and I decided to go back to it, and I, I was able to get um, I was able to get on a uh, on a pretty popular show here in Phoenix called Sonoran Living. In fact, if you go to my website, um, you'll find that link if you want to catch the, uh, the 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 show that I did on Sonoran Living. And uh, let me give let me give you guys that my website link. You can get contact information there. It's web.mac.com/slash/venturawords, all in one uh, one syllable. So web.mac dot com slash d e n t u r a w o r d s no spaces between any of that and that will take you right to the web page. Okay, so uh, so yes, and I had done a uh, I done a, done the Sonoran Living show and it went really really well. But it was funny because I had given them a list of of questions to ask me. I did a thing about numerology, you know, the numerology of the coming year, and I given them a list of questions and. They were supposed to ask me at the end of the interview how people can get hold of me, and I was going to run a promotional special and all that stuff. And then, lo and behold, time ran out. It was an awesome segment, and we were done. So I, I, here I am doing television. I didn't even get anything out of it. Obviously, I'm doing television. It was a little frustrating to me right when the Mars retrograde went, and I was really irritated by it because it did go really well. But um, I just thought to myself, I didn't even get to promote myself. I mean, how are people going? They're going to see me on TV and go, "That was cool," but then I know how to get hold of me. So uh, very, very funny, very, very frustrating. But you know what? It was good because it was an opportunity to go back and and to do TV again and get comfortable with that. Um, I was happy with it. So if you go to my uh, website, um, go to where I have podcasts, and in the podcast list on my website, um, you'll see a thing where it'll say read more, and you can see the other podcasts that I have. And, and that under there, it'll show that clip from the Snore and Living uh, TV show. It was on ABC 15 uh, here in Phoenix. Okay, so uh, let me mention a couple of things about the piece that I wrote. Um, very interesting, of course, again, another piece about frustration becoming a diamond player. Um, it, it's kind of a one of the things that I enjoy doing for, for leisure and for fun is I, I gamble. Uh, I'm a very low-stakes gambler, by the way. I don't um, bet a lot of money. I just play more for fun. I play penny games and, um, and, and uh, you know, blackjack, $5, $10 blackjack. I don't play very high. I just enjoy the games. And uh, in the system that I'm in, I am very lucky, of course, because I get to have a, uh, you know, I get free hotel rooms and, and um, free food and all kinds of things. So, uh, maintaining that position as a diamond player, of course, is very, very important and something that matters to me. But I had come really close, and, and then lo and behold, a lot of my friends really, really let me down. I was really, really stressed. It had been a tight year financially. So, um, But, you know, lo and behold, I, I go back, and I had this kind of amazing trip. And it really was fun to help those two guys that I talked about in the piece 
two young guys, you know, it just reminds me of, of how many people are struggling and dealing with difficulty right now. So, you know, as human beings, we, we really can. We can choose to be generous. It doesn't have to do with necessarily having a lot of money or spending a lot of money on these things. Um, it has more to do with, um, you know, sometimes giving people advice or being kind or, or helpful and sharing your wisdom. You know, many of my uh, column readers, many of my clients, many of my friends, many of um, the people that I know, and, and a lot of people that listen to my radio show, you know, guys, you're, you're often a lot wiser than you know. And, and sometimes generosity uh, is just being, being listening to people and, and being kind and sharing the things that you've learned over time. And, and I think we need to remember that because really, in essence, that to me is what true wealth is. True wealth, in fact, in many other cultures, uh, they have a different perception of what wealth is. And in Lakota Indian culture, as an example, they don't measure wealth by what you have. Wealth is measured by what you give away. Wealth is measured by your generosity, and that's awesome, and really something that I think we've lost touch with uh, uh, somewhat in this culture. Uh, in fact, even even politically, we see um, you know all of these senators and and all of these people in politics that they own eight houses and they're ridiculously wealthy and they're supposed to be representatives for uh, for the regular people. It's kind of ridiculous in that sense. I, always, I never get this eight-house thing, why anyone in the world would even want to own eight houses. If I owned eight houses, I would probably give four of them away to friends or to homeless people to live in. Like, what the hell do you need eight houses for? You know, I can't even grasp this this type of a concept. Just so bizarre. But I think that that's what's happened. We have such a schism in society with uh, a lot of people that are wealthy are sitting on it like it's a little bit like a pissing contest. I don't, I'm not just a multimillionaire. I'm a billionaire. And what is the purpose of that? You know, to me, really something that I think is being brought up in a larger uh, way in society and that, that in essence really, really needs to be looked at. So... Um, Anyway, um, that's really what I was writing about with this last piece, and I hope it, uh, you know, give everyone something to, to contemplate. Um, again, we, we can do good in this world, um, you know, before we're necessarily wealthy. And, and I know one of the things I mentioned in this was, you know, looking back on it, again, it really was probably a good thing that I wasn't really born sort of a rich boy, and I definitely wasn't. Um, because I know I, I like to I like to play. I, I could have been a, a lot more extravagant, uh, <laughs> and I don't know whether I really would have done a lot of the spiritual work and uh, things that I needed to do. But now that I'm in my 40s and a little more mature, I think that I can allow wealth to come in uh, because of all the really cool things I would be able to do with it. And then, of course, you're gonna have you're gonna have good times. You're gonna have nice food and nice things and be comfortable. And nothing wrong with that. Okay, so I've got about two more minutes here. I think this is my previous caller, but she might just still be on hold. Let me let me say hello real quick. Uh, two two five, is that you still online here? I'm just listening. Okay, keep I'm listening. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, no problem. Good. I just wanted I want to make sure you didn't have one more question. Okay, I'm, I'm finishing up anyway, but I'll keep you on uh, on the line here. Hold on. Thanks again. Okay, so yeah, sometimes people you don't actually you don't have to actually have to call in. To listen to the show, if, if you're plugged into, I don't, I don't think you do. I have to figure out how that works because I had this happen before. Anyway, so, but no problem. 
Um, see, she's probably going to hear my uh, my prompts about the sense of timing by being on when we're on this way. Anyway, okay, looks like we're down to the last minute or so. Um, again, um, let me throw something out to all of you guys. Again, if you, you're interested in a private session, uh, you know you can contact me. All that info is on the website. Easiest way is to email, but you can get the phone number to my home office too. I uh, usually I have to book out a couple of days in advance, but um, uh, private sessions really can get into a lot more detail. And they're awesome. And if you're not really working with a lot of money or in a tight budget, hey guys, you know what? Order either of my books, Dirty Little Secrets, or um, or get my column, or, or get my uh, Snake Oil Volume One. I've been told repeatedly that a lot of people's questions and, and things about life get answered when they read my columns. Um, I just have this weird knack, I think, of tapping into what people are going through and being able to talk about it. So you can get any of uh, my books through Amazon or directly through me through the web link. And I catch any of the past archive shows as well, uh, all on Blog Talk Radio. And um, check out my uh, my appearance on TV <laughs> through my website, uh, the abc.com uh, at Sonoran Living. Anyway, so thank you, everyone. Uh, very much appreciated, both callers. Uh, awesome information. Thank you for sharing what's going on in your life. This is Jim Ventura, and I'm wishing everybody a happy Thursday. I'll be here next week for a very interesting interview sh- interview show about sexual energy with a sexual expert. So check that out, and we'll we'll talk with all y'all next week. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs>